This morning I have a message for you from God through His Word. I have a message for you from God today through His Word. It is needed today. It is necessary today. It is on time. It is right on time this morning. I want you to understand right up front today the world does not want you to hear this message. As we can tell, the world doesn't want you to hear this message by their standard, and I'll just go ahead and tell you up front, I'll admit it up front, by their standard, this is an ignorant message you're about to hear. It is a silly message you're about to hear, and for sure today, it is a politically incorrect message that you're about to hear. Understand, Satan does not want you to hear it. In fact, even being here, he's going to do everything so that you will not be able to listen this morning. I truly believe that. Satan does not want you to hear this message. The world does not want you to hear this message. But I want you to understand God and His grace and through His Word is going to speak to us today. He's going to speak to you today. What an awesome thing that in these days we can hear the voice of God through His Word. Our message today is entitled. Time to remember. Time to remember. I'm going to ask if you would, if you would stand with me in a word of prayer as we begin our service, our message this morning. Time to remember. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dearly Father, we come. And Lord, we, we praise you. We worship you today. Lord, we come and we remember you as our creator today the creator of all things, the powerful might of creation. We remember you. We remember you as our sustainer today, that all things are held together in the palm of your hand. We're thankful. Lord, we come today and we, we remember you as our Savior today, the only hope for sinners, Jesus, God himself, our Savior. We remember you as our Savior. We also come today and just worship you as your church today. We praise you. We thank you. Lord, I pray as, as we go into these days that we would look to you, that we would heed your word, that we would walk in great faith and great obedience. And I pray that you would be able to use these days, that you would be known and you would be glorified in these days. And Lord, I pray now in this message for these folks that have assembled today, I pray that we are able to hear. I pray that you open our ears, that you open our hearts and Lord, I pray that as we sit in the midst of these days, that we would hear this message from you. Lord, I ask that you would speak. Lord, I also pray if there's one here that does not know you today, whatever the circumstance of life that's brought them here this morning, I pray that, that today would be the day that they settle it. Today would be the day that they trust in you, that they settle this issue today. Lord, we ask that you would move in their hearts. Lord, we give you all this, we glorify you in it, and I pray in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. For several months, as we have been studying the book of Acts, I have been saying God is instructing us in the church in the last days by looking at the church in the first days. And all the way through that study, I'm excited about the history of the study. I'm excited about what we're learning in that study. But all the way through that, I truly believe God is instructing us in the church in the last days as we look at the church in 
the first days. I've said that very often. He is instructing us today. He is instructing us in the last days. And I, I want you to be very sure what we do as the church in these last days is gonna be just as vital as what they did in the early days, in the first days. What we do as followers of Jesus Christ, what we do in the church today is just as vital as what they did in the early days. Friends, look around this morning. We are in those days. I think people are scared to say that. I think people are scared to admit that, but I, I want you to look around today in little old Vernon, Texas, we're sold out of hand cleaner. In little old Vernon, Texas, we're sold out of toilet paper. There is division in the air. Can you feel it? There is panic in the air. Can you feel it? Today in our nation, you can be taken off of a plane, you can be taken off of a cruise, and they can put you in a van and they can drive you to a military base where you'll stay for at least 21 days and there's not one thing you'll do about it. Today, today in our nation, in, in, on this very Sunday, there are cities in our nation that have administered fines for groups meeting in larger than 100. That's today. Meeting in groups larger than 100. The mayors of the cities have said there will be a fine administered. Today, things that would have seemed absurd or crazy just a week ago are now reality. And if you didn't believe me last week, maybe you will this week. God is instructing us in the church of the last days by looking at the church in the first days. And if you didn't believe me last week, maybe you will this week, what we do as followers of Jesus Christ is absolutely going to matter for the kingdom of God. These are crazy days and we need a reminder. We need a reminder. Yesterday afternoon at three o'clock, a little after three o'clock, I took the sermon that I had prepared for today, the study in the book of Acts, and I set that sermon aside because the truth is this. We need a reminder today. We need a reminder this morning. In the midst of all of this, in the midst of what is to come, as God's people, we need a reminder today. I was praying there would be 10,000 people this morning. As followers of Christ, we need a reminder this morning. And so here it is this morning. Six things for us to remember as followers of Jesus Christ. It is time to remember. Six things for us to remember, for us to not forget as followers of Jesus Christ. Now again, get ready. The world doesn't want you to hear this. Satan doesn't want you to hear this. But here it is. Six things for us to remember today as followers of Jesus Christ. All right, listen very carefully. First thing is this. Remember, in Christ, we have peace. Remember that. In Christ, we have peace. Listen, Satan wants to take your peace. Satan wants to rob you of your peace. Folks, remember today, in Jesus Christ, we have peace. 
peace. John chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus says, these are his words, peace I leave with you. Listen, this is what he said. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give. Folks, we need to be very sure today. Listen, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Savior, Jesus is King. In him it is settled, in him it is safe. And if you have trusted Jesus Christ, we have peace today. We have peace today. In Christ, we have peace. Peace. The rest of the verse says, and do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. You see what today looks like? Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be fearful. Church, we have peace today. Notice there, and I think it's important for us to see, it says, not as the world gives. Not as the world gives, I give to you. That's what Jesus says. Not as the world gives. I want you to see this today. And boy, we better be sure and remember this. The world can't give peace. The world doesn't have peace to give. The world doesn't even know what peace is. Listen to me. Jesus is peace. He gives us his peace. We're not going to find peace in the things of the world. I want you to listen to me. If you're here and you've never trusted Jesus Christ... He is our peace. If you're here and your heart is set in turmoil this morning, Jesus Christ is our peace. If you're here and you've put your faith in Christ, be reminded this morning, Jesus is our peace. We have peace today. Just that ought to make us feel better already. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, I give. We have peace today. Listen, shout that today. We have peace today. Second thing we see, second thing to remember, be reminded, second thing. In Christ, now listen, boy, you're gonna need to know this. In Christ, we have provision. In Christ, we have provision. And somehow we lost that. We've, we've lost track of that. Here's the thing, and I want you to see it's not, it's not a flippant thing. It's a deliberate thing. The world wants us to look to it for provision. That's what the world does. Look to, look to the world for provision. The world wants us to think that it is going to provide. Now, this is going to sound very ignorant to a lost world, but I, I'm going to say it. Friends, this world has nothing that we need. And what we do need, we look to God for the things that we need. Simple as that. The world says, you know what? You need something, you come to me. You know what? You need this, you look to your government. You need this, you know, I don't have it. They'll restock it at two o'clock today. The world is training us to look to the world for our needs. Understand today, the world has nothing that we need and what we do need, God himself will provide. Listen, in the Old Testament, it says that they were hungry. Lord, we're hungry. Guess what? The ground was covered in manna. There was no place to find anything to eat. The, the ground was covered in manna. Lord, we're getting tired of the manna. We're getting, we're getting tired of the same old thing. The ground is covered in quail. Lord, I don't know that we're gonna drink today. Oh, we're so thirsty. Hit the rock and water comes out. That is the same God that we serve, a God of 
provision. Listen, church, we have provision in Christ today. Well, that sounds like some Old Testament miracle. Well, let me just tell you what Jesus said. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. Just listen. This is what Jesus says. This is our king. For this reason, I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for the body as to what you will put on. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow, nor do they reap or gather into barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? And why are you worried about clothing? Observe the lilies of the field, how they grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all of his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Do not worry. Do not worry then, saying, what will we eat or what will we drink? What will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Here's what we do. But seek First, his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Be reminded today, in Christ we have provision. Church, in the last days we better understand that. We're not gonna look to the world for our help. We're not gonna look to the world for our strength. Jesus Christ is our provision. In Christ, we have our provision. Third thing to remember. Remember, in Christ, boy, we ought to remember this one too. In Christ, we have power. That seems kind of weird. What does that mean? In Christ, you as a follower of Jesus Christ, you have power. In Christ, I have power. Our problem with all of this, and I'm trying to figure out what in the world happened here. Our problem with all of this is we feel helpless. That's what I think it is. We feel like we're out of control. We, we, we don't like that feeling. I, I don't know if I can catch it or not catch it. I don't know how it's gonna spread. I don't know if there's gonna be milk to go by this afternoon. I feel helpless. I feel out of control. The problem is we feel powerless and that begins to swirl around in our mind and that begins to consume our thought process and it doesn't take very long and we start to say, oh, good grief. Oh, woe is me. Oh, I hope somebody has pity on me. Oh, I hope this government somehow is gonna take care of me. And oh, it's so bad. I've just gotta limp along through life. I've gotta just crawl along through life. And we forget as followers of Jesus Christ, we have power. 2 Timothy 1.7. Man, there's a whole lot of verses to see today. Listen to this. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity. That's that's a good translation. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity. That word timidity, if you go to the original language, you look it up in the Greek, it means cowardice. 
He has not given us the spirit of a coward. It, it means a lack of confidence. I'm not sure, I'm not sure. He hasn't given us a lack of confidence. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, what's the verse say? But of power. We have power. Listen to me today. Hear me today. God has filled us as believers in Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit of God. That's what the scripture says. You are filled as a believer in Christ with the Holy Spirit of God. And the same power that walked Jesus out of the grave lives in us. And he gives us his power. Now listen, it's not our power. Our power runs short. It is his power. And the power that we need to stand, the the power that we need to persevere, the power that we need to proclaim, the power that we need to live as believers. Folks, we're not scrambling around seeking it in the power of God. We have it. In Christ, we have power. Good grief that the church today would understand that. That the, that the church today would stand up and rear up. We have power. Interesting, the word for power, it is a Greek word, dunamis, dunamis. It is a Greek word that the root of that word, listen to this, becomes our English word, dynamite, dynamite. I want you to understand that we do not have a spirit of cowardice, but we have a spirit of dynamite. Listen, we're not dead. We're not dull. We're not defeated. As followers of Jesus Christ, his own language, we have explosive power. We have power in Jesus Christ. I, I spent yesterday afternoon praying. You know, the best thing, and I'm, I'm gonna start to say this a lot, the best thing that could come out of this coronavirus is that the church of Jesus Christ would actually blow up. That's the greatest thing that could come out of this coronavirus is not that we would stand up, but that we would actually blow up. And when as the whole world is sinking down, as the whole world is scrambling around, that the church of Jesus Christ, empowered the Holy Spirit of God, would stand on our two feet and say, we have peace and we have hope and it's settled in Jesus. And let me tell you about the good news. Oh, that the, the result of this is that the church would blow up. Listen, we, we ought to blow up. We're filled with dynamite power. That's the, what the Bible says. Fourth thing to remember, and boy, don't forget this one. I guess they're all that way, but don't forget this one. In Christ, listen to this, do not forget we have a people. Do you know that? As Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, the Bible says that he places us in his church. We make an individual decision to put our trust in Jesus Christ, but then he puts us in a corporate body. We have a people. We have the church. Now, I want you to notice this, and I bet you saw it too. Do you notice that people under pressure... And boy, I, I, it may be in a marriage, it may be in a, it may be in a, a community, it may be in your office, but people under pressure turn on each other. You notice that? People, when the pressure hits, they turn on each other. 
You know, we were fine two hours ago, but now I'm like, what are you looking at? I, I, we get upset. We, we start to turn on each other. And, and just this week, here's what I saw. If you decide to go out and go to places, you want to go to the Houston Livestock Show, you're bad. You're bad. If you decide to stay home and not go anywhere, guess what you are? You're bad. If you go, you're bad. If you stay home, you're bad. If you decide, I saw this, I actually witnessed it. If you decide to buy toilet paper, you know what you are? You're bad. You're bad. I was at the store. I was like, I'm working full time. I'm getting eight rolls of this toilet paper. <laughs> if you buy toilet paper, you're bad. But guess what? If you don't, guess what you are? You're bad. You didn't take care of your family. You didn't do the right thing. You didn't prepare for this. If you do, if you do, if you do you're bad. If you don't, you're bad. You know what? We're mad at China. Dadgum, some Wuhan place. I don't even know what they're eating over there. But all of a sudden, they've given us this. We're mad at China. And you know what? I'm mad at Italy. I was mad at them before. I'm mad at them now. I like spaghetti and I like that stuff. But they should have kept this over there. I'm mad at Italy. And I'm mad at our president. He didn't do anything about this. As orange as his skin is, he can't catch it. But he didn't do anything to help us. I'm mad at our president. And you know something else? I'm mad at the Democrats because they stopped the whole thing. We wouldn't have had it if it was up to them. And we start to get mad, and we start to get mad, and guess what? We start to separate. Let me tell you this. In the church, listen, Satan's plan has always been to separate the church. Look around. His plan has always been to single you off from the church. And oh, my lands, they made me mad. I didn't like two of those songs. Well, that usher back there and that guy there, and for sure that preacher, I'm mad and I'm, I'm taking this summer off. I'm going to the lake. I got things to do. I got work to do. Satan's plan has always been to separate the church, to single you out of the church. Listen to me. I'm going to say it. The world doesn't want to hear it. Satan's plan is that you would stay out of the fellowship of the church of Jesus Christ. That is his plan. Now, I want you to listen. You be smart. If you're sick, you be smart. If you've got issues to take care of, you be smart. This week, and I'm going to be the only guy to say it, but I'm going to say it. Thousands of churches, it's on my Facebook this morning, decided to live stream their service today. We'll live stream our service. You can watch it from home. Now listen, we may have to do that. I'm not gonna do it, but somebody might have to. Here's what I'm afraid. I'm afraid for millions of people, today starts a new page. And you know what? It's as good as being there. I can watch it at home, and I think something's gonna happen. It's gonna start to be their normal. And I I want you to hear me this morning, and it's not going to be popular, and it's not going to be considered smart, but I want you to understand this. Listen very carefully. Satan will have won a great victory if he convinces us that we can do this from a distance. Do you understand that? He will have won a great victory if he convinces us that we can do this from a distance. You see, listen what God has said. I I was watching yesterday, and I'm just going to say this. I was watching, and people said, you know what? We consulted with our elders. We consulted with our board. We consulted with our deacons. We stuck our hand out in the air. We took two poles. We can call the the disease control people, and here's our conclusion. You know what? We didn't need to do any of that. Here's what God said. He said it, perfect in his wisdom. 
And do not forsake the gathering together of the saints as is the practice of some. That's what the word of God says in the New Testament. And do not forsake, don't turn your back, don't leave the gathering together of the saints as is the practice of some. Now listen, if you got an issue, you be smart in that. But I want you to understand it is God's plan that the church comes together. And it is plan, it's his plan that we would do it consistently. And it's his plan that we would do it faithfully. And it's his God's plan that we would sing together. It is finished, it is finished. It's his plan that we would pray together. It's his plan that we would study together. It is God's plan and it's for the glory of our Savior Jesus that the church would assemble and worship our Savior together. In Christ we have a people. We have a people. What if they quarantine us next week so you can't meet in groups larger than 100? They better get their handcuffs because we'll be here at 10 o'clock next Sunday morning. We sing and we pray and we praise and we worship and we encourage together. That is the plan of Jesus Christ and, and that's what he is going to bless. Remember that. There may be someday we can't. There might be someday it gets, it gets impossible. I was thinking about that. That's what happened in the first days, isn't it? Remember last week they were pulling them out of their house and hauling them away? Well, guess what? They could take you off a plane and haul you away. Commit to the fellowship of the church. Now, I want to say this, and it's just the truth. I'm going to say it too. I have watched folks for 14 years, and here's what I've noticed. When they needed the fellowship of the church the most, for whatever reasons, when they decided to get out of it. And, and when they needed the fellowship of the church, and when they needed to hear the word of God, some of us needed to hear this today, I believe all of us. When they needed to hear the word of God, and when they needed to be encouraged by the saints of God, and when they needed to come and bear their soul and worship and sing unto God, when they needed the fellowship of the church most in their life, for whatever reason, that was the plan of Satan, they got out of fellowship with the church, and you watch, and they crashed and they burned. You watch them go down the street now, and you go, man, I don't ever know what happened to them. Oh, they were faithful at one time. I don't know what happened to them. And, and Satan has come for them when they needed the fellowship of the church the most. They got out of fellowship with the church. We have a people in the church. Let us remember that. In Christ, we have peace. In Christ, we have provision. In Christ, we have power. In Christ, we have people. Here's the fifth thing. Don't forget this. Remember today, in Christ, we have a purpose. In Christ, we have a purpose. I'm afraid that's been lost in all this. I think in all this, we have forgotten our purpose. Listen, you have a purpose. I have a purpose. We have a purpose, and our purpose, we saw it last week, is to proclaim Jesus Christ. Our purpose, listen, now more than ever, is the tale of the hope that is within us, the hope of Jesus Christ. And friends, we need to be very sure our purpose doesn't change in these days. Well, we don't get a vacation from our purpose in these days. Our purpose becomes imperative in these days. Here's what I was watching. Here's what I was noticing. Uh, 
you sit there and go, good grief, what happened? What in the world? Let me tell you what's happened. Let me tell you what you're seeing. What we see right now, small glimpse, is what it looks like to have no hope. I thought my hope was in a health that could not fade. I, I thought my hope was in a government that kept the checks coming. I thought my hope was in a store the shelves would be full. What we're seeing right now is what it looks like to have no hope. What we're seeing right now is what it looks like to trust the world's system. We've been slipping that way for a long time. You know what? It's okay. We got Social Security and Medicaid and Medicare and all these things. We're going to trust the world system. It's not going to let us fail. What we're seeing right now is what it looks like to trust the world system. What we're seeing right now, people fighting in the aisles over toilet paper, what we're seeing right now is what it looks like to have no peace. Friends, don't be numb to that. Don't be distracted in the midst of that. This is what a lost world headed for hell looks like. This is how they respond. This is what they do. This is what they say. This is how they act. That's what we're seeing here. That's exactly what this is. People are lost. People are lost. They have no hope. They have no peace. They think they can provide it. They think they can manufacture it. They think they can stock it up. But at the end of the day, they have no peace. This is what it looks like to be lost. And I want to tell you, they're not going to find peace if the church is taking up a Mickey Mouse message. They're not going to find peace in the message of the Center for Disease Control. They're not going to find peace in the message of the World Health Organization. They're not going to find peace in the message of Homeland Security. But friend, I want to tell you, they will find peace in Jesus. That is the message of peace. That is the hope we have. Listen, we have a purpose. We have a purpose. Can you, can you imagine today, and, I, and I, I get excited about this, can you imagine if we stood up in the power of God that lives inside of us, if we stood up in the self-sacrificial love that we exhibit that marks us as believers, and in these days, if we walked in the store and said, you know what, you can fight over the toilet paper, I'm gonna fight to tell you about my Savior, Jesus. We have a purpose, remember that. In Christ, we have a purpose. Last thing, sixth thing. Sixth thing to remember. In Christ, we have peace. We have peace today. We have peace. We have peace. In Christ, we have provision we have provision in Christ. In Christ, we have power. We're not dull. We're not defeated. We're not doomed. We have power in Christ. We have a people in, the, in, the, in Christ. We're not separated off. We don't have to go this alone. We have a people. We have a purpose. Listen, we have an imperative purpose. The last one, and it may be the most awesome. I think it might be. Lean in and listen. Remember today, I'm not going to be able to say this in a way that's going, to, that's going to connect the way it should, but I'm going to try. Remember today, in Christ, we have a promise. 
In Christ, we have a promise. I want you to be very clear today. The church in the last days is going to have to remember what they clung to in the first days. Remember when they're hauling them out of those houses, when they're taking them and Paul is persecuting them even to the point of death. They clung to this hope. They clung to the fact, and that fact is in Christ, we have a promise. In these days, we're going to have to cling to that truth. In Christ, we have a promise. We have a promise today. Listen to me. The promise of God is this, however tough it gets, however hated you are, however persecuted you become, however hard it is to endure, the promise of God is one day, listen to me, these events will end. And the promise of God is one day there will be a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth will have passed away. One day there will be a city, the holy city, the new Jerusalem. And listen, one day the promise of God is it will come down. And the tabernacle of God will be with his people. And God himself will be among us. And the promise of God is he will wipe away our tears from our eyes. And there will no longer be any death, nor mourning, nor crying, nor pain. And there will no longer be any curse that is the promise of God and the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the midst of us and we will then see his face and we will forever be in the presence of the King of kings and Lord of lords and that is the promise of a believer We're walking around with our tails beat down. Listen, we have a promise that doesn't end this way. It ends in the presence of Jesus. We have a promise as the people of God. Oh, that the church would remember that. This is temporary. This will fade away. It's going by so quickly anyway. We have a promise to cling to. Hold that promise. I want you to notice of all those six things. I want you to notice of those six things. Do you notice all of those six things? There's something common, common denominator. They are all in Christ. They're all in Jesus. You have a people in Jesus. You don't have one anywhere else. They're not going to stay with you. You have power not your own, it's gonna run short. You have power in Jesus. You have peace. You don't have to go looking for it. You have it, he gave it to us. All of those things, all six of them are in Jesus. Listen, the hope of this day is Jesus. The Savior, does it make sense why he's the Savior? The Savior of this day is Jesus. And therefore, let us fix our eyes on the author and the perfecter of our faith. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Jesus. Remember those six promises, but a friend, if they get clouded up in your head, remember Jesus. Remember Jesus. It's a time to remember. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come and I'm thankful for the promise of God. Thankful for the power of God, the peace of God, the peace of Christ. Thankful for the provision that you've given us. Some guy could write down, I was young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous begging for bread. That's our God. Lord, we're hungry today and the ground's covered in food. That's our God. Why do you seek the things the pagans do? 
I am your righteousness. I am your peace. I am your rest. I am your hope. He is our anchor. Lord, I pray for a church today. We remember these six things. Most of all, I pray that our eyes would turn to Jesus. I pray we would walk out of this room and our spirits would soar. We would walk out of this room into a dark and dying and lost world and we would proclaim the hope that, that there is a Savior in Jesus. Lord, I pray for some of us a weight lifted off of us today. Maybe a, a light came back on today. Lord, I pray if there's one here that does not know you, that's here and they're tired of running, they're trying to, tired of fighting, tired of going around a corner just to find another corner, find, tired of topping another hill just to find another hill. They've heard your name. Maybe they've, they've, they've heard about it, but they've never trusted you. And so they exist without peace. Lord, I pray that today, on this day, they would find you and they would find peace. Lord, we come and our, our response on this day is just to tell you we love you, we worship you. We're thankful for a hope, for an anchor. We praise you. Lord, I pray, Lord, now in this time of invitation that you would work, that you would move, that you would speak, that you would lead. And I pray the result would glorify you, would point to you. We trust it to you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.